0: Good morning. Welcome to Cultivate Church Online. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a guest with us today, maybe you've never tuned in. We're honored that you're here with us. We're in week three of a series we've called Summer Sundays. Pastor Frankie Powell, he's one of our overseers here at Cultivate Church. He's going to be bringing the word. I want you to know we love you. We're praying for you every day, and I hope you enjoy today's message. Well, good morning, Cultivate Church. My name is Frankie, and uh, I'm one of the overseers here at Cultivate. And, and all of you that are watching online, what an honor and what a privilege it is for your lead team to invite me to be a part of your services today, your experiences. And man, thank you so much on this day for allowing me into your home, your living room, your man cave, or maybe even around your pool. I don't know where you're watching this morning, but it's an honor and a privilege for me to be here with you and I appreciate it. COVID-19 has now turned into Corona 2020, that's for sure. I mean, it just keeps going and going and going. And hey, I hope next time you invite me in your house, it'll at least have some breakfast or some lunch. But anyway, I want to talk to you this morning about red flags. About uh, 20 years ago, this coming Labor Day, Labor Day 2000, Uh, I was down in Costa Rica preaching a pastor's conference, and uh, while I was there, I met two or three other pastors from the state that we had never met before, and we preached all week long, and man, we were exhausted on that Sunday night, so we decided on Labor Day Monday morning, we'd take a drive about four hours down to the coast, and we'd go to the ocean. Well, We drove four hours. We had a great time fellowshipping, and when we got there, the beaches were closed. There were red flags out. The waves were too high. In fact, there were double red flags, which meant not only was there a bad waves, but there also was a bad undertow. Well, we had come too far. We just decided we're going around the barricades. We're going in, and they were teaching me how to body surf. I'd never done it before, and sure enough, we're catching those waves, and the waves are big, and it is rough, and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm walking back out to catch another wave. I'm wiping the ocean water from my eyes when suddenly something crashed into the back of my legs, almost knocked me down, scared me. I thought it was a shark or some kind of big animal. I looked down in the water and it was uh, one of the pr- pastors that was with us. He was about six, 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 eight tall guy. And, and I reached down and I grabbed him and I pulled him out of the water. And he just looks at me and he says, help me. I thought he was joking. And I started to throw him back in the water. But just before I let go, I realized he wasn't kidding. And so I picked him back out of the water, and sure enough, he can't move his arms. He can't move his legs. He can't even move his head. He says, I can't feel anything, and so I began to call for my other friends, and sure enough, we get him back to the shore, to the hospital, where there they had to airlift him back to San Jose, the capital of Costa Rica. When we got there, sure enough, he was temporarily paralyzed. He what They was able to fix it over the next six or eight weeks, but, but this is what was so important important. important about that day. The undertow was taking him out. Had he not accidentally, had God not orchestrated for him to bump into the back of my legs, he would have been gone forever and we'd have never found him. It would have literally taken him out. And what I I tell that story for is because all the things that are going on around us today with COVID-19, with all the riots and all the cancel culture that we see, and these are the waves that are going on around us. But the undertow is what is going on inside of us. You see, what's going on around us can temporarily paralyze us, but what's going on on the inside of us could take us out forever. And and, you know, it's nothing new. And let me just say this, if you go back for the last 20 years, since 2000, we've had Y2K, we've had the Mayan calendar, we've had North Korea, we've had Ebola, we've had E. coli, we've had anthrax, we've had 9-11, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, we've had swine flu, we've had SARS, we've had bird flu. I mean, listen, everybody. I mean, it's just been one wave after the other, but we can survive the waves, but it's the undertow that we got to watch out for. So I want to ask you a question. What What's going on inside of you? What is the undertow inside your life right now, in your heart, in that invisible place, that, 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 place that is confusing to us, where we experience life, where we say things like this, that really touched my heart, or you broke my heart, or my heart is swelling with pride. The heart, the hub of our life, it's where we experience life, where life flows through us and where life also flows out of us. In fact, In Matthew chapter 15, verse 18 and 19, Jesus says this right here. He says, but the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. That's what takes you out. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. Listen to all this heavy stuff. Jesus says it's not what's going on around you. It's what's coming out of you that can take you out. So let me ask you, let me ask you during this season, what's going on inside of you? In other words, have you found yourself on edge? Are you frustrated? Have you found that you just kind of tick, tick, tick too fast? Is there a lot of tension going on inside of you? I mean, would, would those around you say that you're just on edge I mean, I mean, do you feel this weight, this tension, maybe some guilt and shame going on inside of you, maybe of things you did a long, long, long time ago, but yet you're living with it today. Would you, would you actually say you get frustrated with yourself because you know, you're too consensual, with your kids you're trying to make up for something you did in the past. Maybe, maybe you are buying things you can't afford because, because you feel that you owe your children, maybe because of divorce, maybe because of something that caused them to grow up without both of their parents in their home. And you're still struggling with that today. And when the credit card bill comes in, you get frustrated with yourself. Could you could you maybe even say when you hear a certain name, see a certain car, see a certain face, you duck out and you try to avoid them because you know you know deep inside that you've done them wrong in some kind of way, or or or, or do you just get mad over the least little thing? because because the truth is you just can't trust anybody anymore because you you know what people's done to you in the past you've been hurt you've been wounded you've been betrayed you've been lied to you've been abandoned you've been abused and and the and the thing about it is if you just be honest with yourself you're you're making people who weren't even there pay for what happened to you from somebody you're making a boss now pay for something a, a boss did in your past maybe your spouse that wasn't even there when it happened is paying for. Maybe your children who were not even born are paying for what's going on inside of you. Sure, sure. I know you may be out of work right now. I know that the pandemic has restricted your life, but if you be honest, it's it's what's going on inside. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even know where it comes from. You say something or you do something and you wonder, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Jesus said, this is coming out of our heart that, 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 that all of these emotional forces inside of us where life has flowed through us. And sometimes the negative experience of our life gets stuck down inside of us because it's so long between when it came in our heart and when it starts coming in and out, we don't even connect the two in our life. It's kind of like me when, when my kids were young and and, you know, I, I never wanted anybody to eat off my plate. I didn't want my child to drink out of my glass, drink out of my bottle. I mean, and, you know, they just want to bite. it. I, I, I wasn't selfish. I wasn't stingy. I wasn't greedy. That's what I told myself. I said, you, I'll buy you anything you want, but I don't want you eating off my plate. And it would just always put tension in our home. And, and it really hindered our relationships because they just wanted to taste it. Man, I'd buy us all a you hoo those chocolate drinks, and we'd all enjoy them, and then I'd put one in the icebox, and I'd want to keep it, you know, and I'd leave it there for two or three days till it got good and cold, and then I'd go, and it wouldn't be there. One of the kids had gotten it. No big deal. It's a you hoo I mean, I would blow up. Where did that come from? Where did that come from in my life? And, and, and why do I get so upset? Why, why do you get tense when you see her wearing that dress? You know you could never wear that dress. Or, or when they get a promotion, why, why do you have to force a congratulation out? Because you think you deserved it and they got it. Or maybe maybe they're not even in the same work environment. They're just a friend or a family member, but you have a hard time celebrating Because it's the undertow of your life. It's not the waves that are crashing all around you. The Bible says this in in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. The Bible says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Everything that comes out of you is coming from your heart. These emotional forces, these experiences of life that now have found a hub inside of you. And that word guard literally means, it means that that you're to guard the affections of your heart, the desires. Watch over your heart. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. How do we do that? Whoever taught us to do that? Well, today, today, because I believe the waves are going to keep crashing around you. You you can't control the environment that you're in, but I believe today that God wants to help you know you can control the environment that is inside of you. You may get temporarily paralyzed, temporarily paralyzed by what's going on around us, but you can keep from being taken out by what's going on inside of you guard your heart. So I just want to make that an acronym. I believe it's a process. It's some practices that I want to give you today. That if you will do these not just once, but if you'll do them on a regular basis, they will help you guard your heart. And and the undertow will not take you out and possibly your family, your relationships, and your life. In fact, before I give it to you, before I give it to you, let me just ask you, what is the undertow like? in your home, in your relationships, in your family? Is it getting quiet right now? Is it getting quiet? Is it getting kind of tits? Don't cut me off. Listen to me. I've got a great answer for you. Guard your heart. And the G of guard stands for get into the presence of God. Just get in God's presence. He's your creator. He's the source of life. He knows all about you. I love what the Bible says in Psalms chapter 46, verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Be still. Be still. You got everything going on around you. I mean, you're getting the latest, the greatest, the fastest, the newest. And I mean, you're running here and there. Even though we're shut down, it's like we're going more than we ever had. And, and we've got so much going on, golfing and hunting and fishing and collecting and, and binging our latest net series, and our lives are so busy, and our phones are going off, and we got Instagram and Facebook, and now TikTok. Who has time to spend hours learning a TikTok dance and then perform it for people who don't really care, but yet our lives are so busy, and in the middle of it, God is shouting to you, stop. That word be still means stop, and it also means be quiet, I know you want to push back right now. Stop it. Stop it. No, stop it. No, don't turn your phone on. No, don't look down at your phone. No, don't change the channel. Stop. 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 Just be still. Be quiet. And let me let me give you a way to practice this to get into the presence of God. Turn everything else off. When maybe when this message is over, go to a room, go out around the pool. I I would even say this, go 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 to a dark room, go somewhere where you won't be distracted. Put in your earplugs, but only put worship music on. Get out a pen and a paper and just say, God, here I am. Here I am. You say, well, I'm always with God. When my son, James, was four or five years old. Uh, I wanted to spend the day with him, and so I took him one day from early in the morning to late in the evening, to all of my appointments, to all of my meetings, to every one of my hospital visits. I just took him with me everywhere I went. We got home late that evening, and I was exhausted, and he wanted to play a game. I said, why do you want to play a game, son? He said, Dad, I want you to spend some time with me. I said, James, dad's been with you all day long. He looked at me and he said, no, dad, I've been with you, but you haven't been with me. See, God is saying just shh, shh. Watch this what he says. If you'll be still and know I'm God, he said, I'll be exalted. I'll be exalted. God will get bigger in your life. And this undertow will get smaller in your life. Get into the presence of God. The you is unload the past. Look what the Bible says. David said this in Psalms 51 and verse number 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and restore within me a sense of being brand new. Give me back my innocence. Give me back my trust. Give me back my love. In other words, where did all this tension? Where did all this stuff? Life life can be hard on the heart and create so much undertow. And we just need to get in the presence of God and then just unload the past. Just invite the Holy Spirit. Just asking, God, just create in me. Help me get this stuff out. Is there is there some hurt, unforgiveness, bitterness? Some Something that is causing me to be explosive and be angry and taken out on the wrong people. God, is this guilt thing, is it driving my relationships? Is it, is it taking me down the debt canal and I'm floating on credit cards just because I'm too consensual over something that I've done in my past? Just ask the Holy Spirit. Come in and then just begin to repent. There's a Bible word. It means to say, God, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I've let all this stuff get in my heart and it's controlling my life and, it, and, it's, and it's creating an undertow in my family and in my home and in my relationships. And then just one by one, God, why, why do I get tense when other people are promoted and I'm not? Have I lost my gratitude Am I mad at you, God? Just invite the Holy Spirit in to your moment. And then just say, God, help me get it out of my heart. That's the G and the U. I love the A. The next one is act out your faith. Look what the Bible says in James chapter 2 and verse 17. I love the way the Bible puts it. So it is with faith. If it is alone and includes no actions, then it is dead. See, it's one thing to get in the presence of God and, and invite the presence of God into your heart to identify and to tell God you're sorry. But you, but you see, until you put some action to your faith, that tension is not going to be reduced. See, a belief without a corresponding action is unfruitful. It's impotent. It has no power to relieve. In other words, repenting to God over something you did to somebody else will not take care of what happened to the other person. No, listen, listen. In other words, you've got to walk out of that prayer time and you've got to put some feet to your faith. That means means you may have to make a list as you're in your quiet time with God, as you're getting into the presence of God and unloading your heart. God, who do I need to go to and ask them to forgive me? Who do I need to quit blaming what I did and what happened on everybody else and just say, look, I take responsibility. I did it. Dad did it. Man, I can remember doing this with both of my children more than once, but especially even after they got grown. I was not a perfect dad. Of course, my dad was not a perfect dad. I don't think there is a perfect dad. But but there came a moment where I felt this guilt. I didn't do some things right. And I remember at separate times, I sat my children down. I said, look, I remember this. Dad did this. Dad said that. I take full responsibility for it. I can't make up for it. There's nothing I can do to pay you back for it. I need you to forgive me. Maybe you need to do that with your spouse or maybe even a boss. Maybe even some employees in your life. Who do you need to forgive? I mean, I mean, who do you need to release them? Because you've been forgiven. Because the blood of Jesus that paid for your sins also paid for theirs. Not only the sins you've done to God, but the sins you've done to others also paid for the sins they've done to you. They need you to forgive them. We talk a lot about forgiveness is releasing us, but it's also releasing others. Who in your life needs you to text them, email them, give them a call, go by their house and look at them and just say, listen, I know I've held you at bay. I know I've been angry with you. I I know that I've held this against you, but I want you to know that today I release you from it. I cancel the debt. You owe me nothing. You could never make it up to me anyway. There's no way you can make up lost time. There's no way you can take the wounds out of my heart. No, but Jesus can. And because he died for us on the cross, because he rose again to give us the power to live a new life. Today, I release you. I let you go. Who do you need to call or text and say, hey, I'm so happy for your promotion. I love that new car. That dress looks beautiful. I forgot to tell you, man, you look great in that shirt. And I want you to know it. I'm happy about your new business. And I mean, I mean, listen, listen, listen. Where is that stinginess coming from, that greed? You got enough, but, but is it fear-driven because maybe when you were growing up, you didn't have enough? Maybe you didn't get to wear what the other kids did. Maybe inside you're kind of resentful toward your parents or you just need to forgive. You need to, you need to just say, God, I'm grateful that I had parents. I'm grateful that I grew up. I'm grateful that I made it here. And God, you've blessed my life. And who do you need to become generous with? Maybe your spouse, maybe your kids, maybe with Cultivate Church, maybe with some kind of ministry that you need to give to. Who, who do you need to reach out to and just become more generous with your time, with your talents, and with your treasures that God has blessed you with in your life? I tell you, as you begin to walk out your faith, the tension will begin to to subside. The undertow will begin to go down. I want to tell you, your heart will begin to become clean. That word clean means pure. It'll become like like an erased piece of paper that's never been written on. You'll become innocent again and free again when you walk it out in your faith. The R stands for replace your time. Replace your time. You've gotten so busy. And I know you've been at home binging on Netflix. But see, have you become apath- apathetic in your relationship with God? Come on, where's your passion? During this season, has your commitment died down? You know, you know why that is? If you've ever had kids or maybe you've got grandkids now, for sure you've ever been a kid. You know, our parents said this to us. If you keep eating all that junk food, it's going to ruin your appetite. You won't want your dinner. You won't want your lunch. So they had to restrict the junk food intake in our life. Have you got so much junk food in your time, so much social media, so much Netflix binging, so much running to ball fields and all that, that you've you've removed the hunger and the passion that God wants you to have in your life for him? Has your prayer life diminished? Are you still reading your Bible? You see, you see, you you need to do what the Bible says. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 16. Look what the Bible says. My scripture says, "You are to be holy because I am holy." Boy, that word holy sounds like a heavy word. In in the King James Bible, it's sanctify, sanctification. Those are biblical words It simply means this. You need to be set apart from some things so that you can be set apart to some things. Don't, don't just get Netflix diminished in your life. Don't just quit running around. Don't just reduce your time on social media. No, you need to begin to fill it with things that will grow your faith, that will keep your heart clean, that will help you develop your passion and your commitment back to the purpose that God's called you for. That's what we're about here at Cultivate Church. Life on purpose. Don't let the fog around you make you lose your focus on your purpose. Don't let the crashing waves get inside of you and keep you from finishing the race that God has set for you. No, you need to get around some other. Good godly men, godly women. There's a way to do it. Even in this age of social distancing. I bet you got a few you're still talking to and going over to their house. They're coming to your house. Come on, just get together. Maybe watch the broadcast together. Maybe get together and not just watch it by yourself. Maybe you need to have a cup of coffee with. Even if you have to sit on two separate sides of the table. Maybe you need to get your Bible back out. Begin to go back through. Develop a Bible reading plan. Take some time to get back into the presence of God on a regular basis. Replace some of the time in your life where the spiritual hunger of your life. There's a way for you to serve. You may not can serve at Cultivate this Sunday, but there's a way you can serve through Cultivate. There's a way you can serve your family. You can serve your neighbor. Your purpose has not died just because a pandemic is alive. Nope. God has a plan for your purpose today. Get involved, replace the time with things that'll grow your passion for God. And then the last thing is D, G-U-A-R-D, to guard your heart. And I love this. It's declare God's promises declare God's promises even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of coronavirus. There's over 3,000 promises of God in the Word of God. There is a, a instruction for everything you're seeking direction. There's an answer to every question, a solution to every problem. No matter what you're facing financially or relationally, God's Word holds the key and the answer. Get into the Word of God. Let the Word of God get inside of you. If you will work the Word of God. The Word of God will work you. And then begin to speak it out of your mouth. Begin to declare the promises of God. In fact, in fact, notice the red flags in your life. Don't ignore the red flags. Here's a verse of Scripture I think it'd be great for you to begin to declare today. It's found in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, an Old Testament book. Chapter 36, verse 26, look what it says. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you, and I will take out your stony, stubborn heart, and I'll give you a tender and responsive heart. Don't live the rest of your life saying, I can't trust anybody. Don't build walls that keep other people out and really keep you in. Don't become a prisoner to your past begin to declare the word of God. God, you said you'd give me a new heart and put a new spirit in me. I don't have to be angry. I don't have to be guilty. I don't have to be frustrated. I don't have to lose my passion. No, I can become responsive. I can trust again. I can forgive again. I can laugh again. I can give again. Man, when God began to show me this in my heart and in my life, And I began to identify greed driven by fear in my life when I was growing up. And I just began to say, God, create a responsive heart in me. I want to be tender toward my children, tender toward my wife. I'll never forget when I first began to let them eat off my plate. I know, I know, I know. It wasn't in a pandemic. It wasn't Corona. What a difference it made in our relationships. What a different atmosphere it created and an environment in our home because the environment inside of me had changed. That's what God wants to do in your life today. Why don't you begin to guard your heart? Get into God's presence. Unload the past. Act on your faith. Come on, everybody. Replace your time. And then declare the promises of God. Now, I realize today you may be watching. Maybe you have never, never opened your heart to the love of God, to the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Maybe you thought God was mad at you, that God didn't want anything to do with you because what you've done is too bad. It's been too long. There's too much water under the proverbial bridge. But listen to me. I want you to know something. 2,000 years ago, God sent his very own son, Jesus, into this world. Why? To take your place. He took all of his anger, all of his wrath, all of the judgment and the justice of your sin. He took it out on Jesus. And Jesus Christ paid for all of your sin so that your past could be pure, clean, a new heart, a new spirit. Jesus didn't just die for you and was buried, but he rose again by the power of the Spirit of God so that the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead could come into your life and give you the power to walk out your faith, the power to clean out your heart, the power to renew your relationships and find and discover and live out your purpose on this planet and if you've never done that today I want to give you an opportunity to do that right there where you are right where you're watching if you'd like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life if you'd like to give him your past just tell him just say God I've been wrong I've been stubborn I've been rebellious I've hurt so many people, God. I've done so much wrong, but today I recognize it's me. And I want to be free. I want you to create in me a clean heart. Just ask him, say, forgive me of my sin. I want you to save me, rescue me, and become the Lord of my life. God, I ask you to come into my life and give me the power to live the rest of my life for you. I tell you, if you'll do that right where you are, you will experience an encounter with God. I know other people are watching, maybe husbands and wives, moms and dads. Maybe maybe it's been some t- tense moments. But I want to tell you, you may have been being taken out by the undertow. You may have ignored the red flags in your life, but today God's showing you the red flags. And guess what? <laughs> you bumped into me. You turned on the TV. You turned on Facebook and you bumped into me. And it's God's way of saying you don't have to be taken out by the undertow. If you'll just invite God in right now, right into your home, right into your relationships, right into your heart. And you'll just walk through the process and put these into practice and guard your heart. God will change your life. I love you, Cultivate. I appreciate you. I thank you so much for letting me be with you today. God bless you, and I'll see you soon.